typically when I start these podcasts, I like to do a fun cold open, like come up with a funny joke, funny idea, funny segment, just funny banter that, you know, I could just show before the episode starts and it's kind of fun and it throws you right in there. And um, for this week, this whole week, I've been thinking, okay, how am I how am I going to do it? Right. This is going to be a solo episode. Last solo episode I did, I had a very good cold open. How am I going to match that? How is it going to be just as good? Is it even possible for it to be just as good? And um, as the week kept getting shorter and shorter and I kept getting to the point of I have to record this episode, I realized I don't know how I'm going to start the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 139 of the Empty Opinions Podcast with your host, Lottie Blanco. And for this episode, it is a solo episode, as you can tell from the beginning of this episode. Um, I'm going to try to make these a monthly thing. I feel like every month I want to make a solo episode or at least every fourth episode, right? So it's going to be a solo episode, then guest, 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 solo, guest, 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 solo. There's usually four weeks in a month, so that's why I'm calling it monthly. And I guess typically it's going to be halfway through each month. I would have preferred it to be at the end of the month or the beginning of the month just for my OCD's sake. But that's not how it turned out. Now I'm in this fucking pattern where it's like I just had three guests. So now this is going to be another solo episode. And I think it's just a good idea to check in. Just have a chill episode. Just me talking to anybody who does listen. Um, and just, you know, have that, you know, parasocial relationship that you need to be popular on the internet. So that's what I'm doing this episode for. Um, and I got a couple things written down. Mainly it's just, listen, I have the title for this episode already like seared into my brain. It was this phrase that I heard like four days ago or like three days ago that I have not been able to get out of my head. And I don't even remember from what song I heard it. It wasn't even a meaningful bar in a song. It was just kind of a throwaway line or just a filler line in a song. That for whatever reason, at this same exact moment that I heard it, just stuck with me. And there's, it's not for whatever reason. There's a very specific reason why this line stuck with me. But I just haven't been able to stop thinking about it. And from the time that it got stuck in my head, I was just like, this phrase is going to be the title of the episode. It doesn't even matter what the fuck the episode is going to be or what I talk about in the episode. The phrase, shoddy just like me, is going to be the title of this episode. And you might be wondering, what does that even mean? And that's the fun thing about this title or this, you know, phrase that got stuck in my head. Because when I first heard it, it meant something very obvious to me. Which is just like, oh, this girl is very much similar to myself. That's like the white way of saying it. That's the little dicky way of saying it. You know what I mean? It's like, shut it just like me. Uh, the, you know, white translation is this, this lady, this lovely lady is very similar to me in many ways. <laughs> that's the, that's a white way of saying that. But yeah, shoddy just like me. I just like, damn, that kind of, it's so concise. It's four words, uh, four syllables. I was counting the syllables, shoddy. No, shoddy is two syllables, five syllables total. I don't know. It's just rolls of the tongue. Shoddy just like me. Shoddy just like me. This is going to get stuck in your head by the time this episode is done. Just so you guys know. But yeah, that phrase, for whatever reason, actually for a very specific reason that I'm not really going to delve into, just stuck in my head like, man, shoddy just like me. And then the more I started to think about it, because it got stuck in my head, the more I started to think about it, I was just like, oh, that actually means something or not that it definitely means something but it can mean many different things right so like i explained the first definition or the first thing it could mean it's just like shoddy just like me she's just like me right which makes sense but then as i started to like write that down right or like think about that phrase i'm like oh i guess it could also mean like shoddy just likes me if you decided to take the s out of it right if you decided i mean you know some people have grammatical errors. So some people, somebody might say, oh, Shuddy just likes me, right? Or Shuddy, she just like me. Like, she like me, right? Like, that's kind of a very fast way of saying that. I was just like, oh, it could also mean Shuddy just like me. Like, she just likes me. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. I like that, too. Because it could be, you know, both similar 
I feel like they both apply to me in a way. Again, I'm not going to delve into the situation because I'm trying to be more careful about personal stuff in my life and not necessarily like letting it all out there as I used to do before. That's why I have my journal for, which I've been writing a lot just about personal shit. Just, you know what? Let me just write. And it actually does work like journaling or writing your emotions down. It certainly does help. But regardless, that's a tangent. Um, but it can be shoddy just like me, like she's just like me, shoddy just like me, like she just likes me. Oh, and this is the third definition, which is fucking wild. I don't even know how I came up with this one. This is the importance of a comma. I'm going to go through like a good 10 definitions of this phrase. Because I, I don't know, it, this phrase, this is such a random way to start this episode. This is such a random topic to talk about in the first place. It's just got stuck in my head and I can't stop fucking thinking about it. It can mean... This so I just said right, shorty just like me, like she's similar to me. Shorty just like me, like she just likes me. And if you start to add a comma in there, then things get freaky. <laughs> things get crazy if you add a comma in there. So it's like if you add a comma halfway through the sentence, through these four words, it could be shorty just, comma like me. You get it because shorty is just like she's fair, comma like me, like she's fair just like me. I don't know when anybody would say that phrase or write it that way. Who the fuck even uses the word just to say fair? I mean, <laughs> that's like a word that they used back in the fucking 1700s to explain like fairness. But I don't know. I just thought about it like, oh, that could mean that. Um, I'm trying to see if I could add other commas into this that would change the sentence at all. Shorty just like comma me. No, doesn't work. Shorty comma just like me. That kind of works, but it's the same way as the first definition. So I guess that's where the, the meanings end. But this is such a stupid even thing to be talking about. I don't even know. This isn't even good content. This is just me ranting about this fucking dumb phrase that got stuck in my head. But I, I just can't help but talk about it. It's I have to get it out. It's like slowly rotting my brain, you know, like a fucking parasite. If I don't get this damn phrase of my head... <laughs> <laughs> then it's gonna i'm gonna lose like iq points which by the way iq shit is not real but regardless um that's just stupid that's just a that's just an anti-black thing they use to you know justify white people being smarter than black people that's the only reason the iq test was even invented stay woke you know what i mean third eye open but <laughs> let's move on um but yeah just that phrase got stuck in my head and i guess i can kind of delve into more stories or topics subtopics that you can extract from this phrase that wouldn't really make sense like how did he get that from that but again this phrase is something it connected to me on a personal level based on a personal experience that i'm going through that it just overtook my brain over the past fucking week but if you want to just talk about the first definition i mentioned which is shoddy just like me like, she's just like me. We're very similar. Like, that led me to think about something that I've thought about before in the past that I think is something that people don't take into account or even think about. Because when you're in love, you're like, you know, oh, whatever, I'm in love, right? You, you're not thinking straight. You're not thinking rationally. And it's one of those things that you have to be on the lookout for as you get older because, or as the relationship grows older, because then this becomes much more exposed in what I'm talking about. I like to build suspense, if you don't know already, by listening to this podcast. What I'm talking about is importance of comp... Whoa. How the fuck am I going to say this word? Okay, I got it. I just didn't know where the accents, so to speak, are in this word. The importance of comp... Fuck. How am I going to say this? The importance of compatibility compatibility there we go the importance of compatibility <laughs> jesus i struggled with that one yeah the importance of a com fuck why did i even try to say it again all right i'm gonna get it right in one shot ready watch this the importance of compatibility i didn't say that right at all but fuck it we move like just you know people being compatible how important it is for two people to be compatible it's such a huge deal that i don't see anybody really talking about because it's like I don't know. It's, this is a big reason a lot of relationships ultimately don't work is because let me fix the, the, 
this right here. Yeah, like the importance of two people being compatible is 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 you know super understated in the current social media world where like people want to point out, you know, uh, uh, communication is important. No comprehension is important oh my god nobody thought of that one before y'all told me talking about communication no it's actually comprehension now give me some fucking retweets no people talk about all that shit but i see nobody talking about two people being compatible and that i mean you and if you want to distill it it's all about like a vibe like who you get along with right getting along with somebody is so important and i feel like I see that a lot, even just not with this generation, but I feel like, you know, we've all seen that those parents or those couples that they endlessly just argue like they're together, right? Like they've been together for a long time, but it gets to a point where you're like observing them, you know, you're looking at them and you're like, all you guys do is just argue. Like, I don't see you guys not arguing, which I guess some people find that like, or think that's just what love is. But it just shows there's a lot of people in relationships that should not be in relationships. Because all you guys do is just argue. So it's like, if that's all you do and you don't get along. It's like it's like this. I've been noticing this is a very real thing also. And not even just in relationships. Just in between people. Things that have happened on this very podcast. And just things I've been seeing. You know what I mean? Just from interaction with the, between people. But just when you say something, right? Let's say like, yo... You know, that new Baby Keem album is really good. No, that's a subjective thing. That could lead to an argument. It's like, yo, this morning I woke up and, like, I drank coffee. And then the other person is just like, what? Why did he drink coffee? Like, immediately, there's this sort of fucking... There's there's a clash between two people. It could be the first time meeting someone. And you're, like, immediately clashing. Like, you say something and they just completely feel the opposite. Like, there's no middle ground, Right? They don't even try to reach a middle ground. They're like, you know, I say, you know, oh, you know, I think Baby Keem is going to be a really big artist. It's like, or I, I say Baby Keem is, I don't know. I'm using Baby Keem. Let's say before the Kendrick cosine and the Kanye cosine and the Drake cosine and the fucking Kanye, I already said Kanye and the Travis Scott cosine. Like when he dropped Die For My Bitch, let's say I listened to that album and I was just like, yo, Baby Keem, he's going to blow up. He's like under, he's under, he's, no, no. If I say Baby Keem, he's underground right now. And then somebody's like, no, he's not. And you're like, what? Yeah, he's underground. I was like, no, no, he's not. He's Kendrick Lamar's cousin. I'm like, yeah, I know, but it's like, he's underground. And then there's that immediate clash, which just happens because people are just different, right? Like you notice that. People, if you're listening to this or if you're watching this, you can attest to maybe like talking to somebody for the first time and you just hit it off. We all know that feeling when you're talking to somebody and there's just this vibe that like you can just talk to this person forever, right? Like that vibe is there. Like, oh my God, it's just so effortless, right? It's just flowing out of me, right? We meet those people and that's a good example of two people that are compatible. But then you meet somebody that you start talking to them and then... It's the vibe is either awkward or like you can't even get past five minutes of talking to this person in like after five minutes, it's just nothing to talk about. You like hit a wall and you're like, why is my brain like I, I can't seem to find something interesting to talk to to talk to this person about. It's just it's a weird or even just like even if you do find an, an interesting conversation again, back to that clashing where it's just like, you know, it's just. I say something and then you feel completely the opposite with everything I say, everything, every single, it doesn't matter what it is. You find you're like on the other side of it. And now we're butting heads and we're arguing all that to say being compatible is very important. And we need to notice that shit from the jump of meeting someone. I feel like that should be one of the first things you, you pay attention to, right? Not like in hindsight, not three months after, not three months after the meeting and you guys are kind of dating kind of a little bit, but there's still a little bit of, you know, tension, but there's a lot of lust in like puppy love that is like making you ignore the very obvious incompatibility. I don't fucking know how to say that word, but you know what I'm saying? Like y'all two are just not compatible and you know it in the back of your head, but you're like, oh, we'll make it work. It'll work. 
right? And then it, it's just inevitably not going to work. Because if you just can't get along as people at first, a relationship is like out of the question entirely. And I don't know. I've just been thinking about that a lot because even on the podcast, I said like it's happened on the podcast. It, it for sure has happened on the podcast where like there's been an episode where I'm talking to a guest and I say something and they completely feel the opposite. And then it turns somewhat into an interesting conversation, but it's just too confrontational and like. That's what you got to pay attention to whenever you're in the talking stage with anybody or just meeting people like off rip. I feel like there's three feelings you get three vibes that you can feel when you meet someone. One is like the absolute best case scenario. You meet someone, you feel like you can talk to them forever. Conversation flows effortlessly. That's the best case scenario. That's case scenario one. Then the second case scenario, it's like the mid case scenario, <laughs> which is like, you guys can find a, a, you know, a flow. Like, there's a vibe in there somewhere, but it's, like, so janky. Like, you guys are kind of, like, on, on you know, you start off on the wrong foot, but then you find a good conversation to talk about, but then you, it gets awkward again. And you're like, oh, shit, I said something wrong. Oh, shit, she took that personally. Oh, shit, I said this joke she didn't laugh at. Like, but then, oh, shit, you know, we're we're going with this conversation. We're, like, actually, you know, having a fun time. It's like that mix. I will say that's the mid case scenario. And then the worst case scenario is just when like literally anything you say, she feels the opposite. And then it's just like, that's not worth it at that point. I've experienced the gamut. I've experienced all three of these case scenarios. And that's what I'm talking about. Like the importance of being compatible with someone. You need to pay attention to that. Oh, frip of the first conversation. You can tell if you're going to get along with somebody like in the first 10 seconds of an interaction. Like, really, like, and, and I mean, like, face-to-face -face interaction, not, like, texting or whatever, right, or, like, social media shit. Like, of having an actual conversation, the vibe that you get is very much indicative of if it will work or not. So, you know, just me hearing that phrase, I showed it just like me, it's like, oh, man. Oh, and that's what I was going to say. I guess, you know, someone being very similar to you is actually important because it can mean you're compatible, but... Not all the time. It doesn't always mean that. It's also another point I want to stress, right? Because you could be very similar to somebody and it could just be like boring. It's like stale. It's like, okay, we're too similar. Or, you know, you guys can have similar interests and it, it goes well. But that's another thing. Like interest, what kind of interest you have in somebody or what kind of things you guys talk about also can dictate if the compatibility is going to be there or not. And, you know. It's just a very important thing that I feel like most people should be talking about, but aren't. Like, I don't see that many people talking about this. Um, so that's a whole topic that just came out of this weird fucking four-letter phrase that was stuck in my head this week. Shoddy just like me. Oh, that's good that I believe that because, you know, that means there could be some compatibility. And also, I guess, just somebody being similar to you is very important. And you don't realize it's important until you're like heavily talking to or dating someone because you get in it and you're like we don't have anything in fucking common right like we can like each other it could be lustful it could be you know romantic whatever but like when it comes down to it there's not a movie i can show her because she doesn't like movies there's not an album i can show her because she doesn't like music it's like in i've been in that situation in the past where it's like okay so i can't show you a movie and i love movies i can't send you a song and I love music. I can't send you a YouTube video because you think it's too long and you don't want to watch it. So what the fuck are we... I mean, what are your interests? And how are we going to get along if I can't show you the shit that I love? And you don't... It don't necessarily got to be a thing of like... She has to like all the things you like. But she's got to like or at least understand some of the things you like because then what the fuck is the relationship built upon it could be healthy in a way that like you guys have your own different hobbies or things you enjoy that you guys can do on the side and ultimately come back together and have a strong foundation but if you guys are too different even the foundation is not going to be solid it's going to be you know foundational sand i know that's like a famous uh phrase or like image that comes into people's head when you talk about like a strong foundation versus a weak foundation but it's true 
You know what I mean? Like, it's 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 very it's very gray. It's definitely very gray. There's a lot of different elements that go into what makes a good relationship a good relationship because humans are complicated. Humans are fucking you know super complex and ambiguous, and there's so many factors. Like we're I say this all the time. We're our own universes, right? And then so that's why there's like inherent clashing when you meet someone maybe because that's like a complete it could be a similar universe it could be, it could be a completely different universe and i think soulmates or like relationships that last a long time are ultimately just two universes that can kind of coexist almost perfectly because one little thing is off and that little thing can grow into resentment 10 years from now and then you get divorced that's how i see that but shorty just like me so you know, I think that that bodes well. <laughs> uh, but also, wait, what? Oh, yeah. I just I read what the fuck was in the topics. And again, these seem these are seemingly all unrelated, but they are related in my own crazy head. Because now I want to talk about like how women know every guy's buttons or at least the guys they want to be with or like. Bro, it's kind of interesting how intuitive women are. And it just shows how different men and women are. And not like in a bad way. Not in like, you stay in the kitchen and I work. Not like that. It's just like, evolutionarily. Don't even know if that's a word, but I'm going to use it for this fucking thought that I have. Um, Just over the span of time, of the lifetime of humans... What, have, what women have had to do versus what men have had to do are very different. And so it's not a surprise how different men and women are and what our strengths and weaknesses are. But it is interesting to discuss and definitely not a hack topic. I mean, who else has talked about the difference between men and women? Nobody, you know, that's such a that's such a novel concept that I can't believe I came up with in this podcast. But no, but in all seriousness, in all seriousness, like just one of the strengths that women have over guys for sure is just the intuitive understanding that they have over men. Like women can figure out men so easily in like to a T. Like, you know, women can say guys are, you know, confusing this, confusing, and they can be in terms of intentions, at least to them. Like, I hear a lot of women say that, and I don't even know how, but, you know, that's just the common sentiment with a lot of women I've talked to. But the, the common sentiment is just like, guys are so confusing. But even with that, women still know how to push our buttons, like push guys' buttons. Like, women know, women can figure out what a guy likes what a guy and what a guy doesn't like and do something that would trigger an extreme response either good or bad like women can do something that makes you fall in love with them because they know that you like this certain thing and then women can do that and then you're like oh fuck like you turn into a fucking monkey and it's like fuck i I like that and it's like i can't even think rationally when you do this thing that you know is gonna is gonna that i like right and so it, it's weird the fucking grasp that they have on men. Like, but it's it can be good, but it can also be bad, right? Like, the good part is, like, they know what we like and they can do something that makes us, like, whoa, whoa, turn into a fucking fool. I mean, that's why a lot of guys cheat. I hate to say it, but a lot of guys cheat because women know how to make the guy cheat. I don't know. I think that that's a pretty. That, that's a wild. You need to leave. I know. That's a pretty crazy statement I just made. Let me actually think about that. That was a wild statement I just said. What did I just said? Yeah, I said a lot of the reason men cheat is because women know exactly what to do to make a guy cheat. Whoa. I think I'm not wrong in that one. <laughs> I think I just came to a wild conclusion, but I don't think I'm wrong by saying that. Wow. All right, well, let's break it down. I mean, now we're, there, we're, in, we're here. I didn't even mean to say that. I mean, that just kind of, 
that was just like a a a, a <laughs> stream of consciousness thought that like the more I'm thinking about, it, I'm like, yeah, that's kind of true. Okay, here's the thing. Obviously, we can't take away the man's responsibility for cheating. If a guy cheats, you know, it's on them. I'm not saying it's a woman's fault. It's the guy's fault if he cheats because ultimately you got to take ownership of the fucked up things that you do as a guy. If you cheat, it's on you. You can't blame it on anything else. But in the other side of the coin, going with my theory that women know exactly how to push a guy's button, like like a guy's, you know, how to push every guy's buttons, like a woman knows exactly what to do that would make a guy like the horniest he's ever been. Or like something that is going to make that guy like not think rationally. I think that's a fact. I think, you know, I think women are that intuitive that they know what can get a guy to go crazy. Right. In any way, not even just sexually, just like romantically, just like a woman knows how to get a guy to do something, you know, do their bidding. Like a, a woman knows exactly what to do to get a guy to do something like. So, again, not taking responsibility of man, away from the man when he cheats. But it's like, you also got to think, yo, to a certain extent, guys turn really stupid when women push our buttons, good or bad. And I'm sorry, it's just like, it's just a fact. I mean, again, I'm not, I don't know how many fucking times I got to say that it's a guy's responsibility, whatever. But if you want to go deeper in this convo, because this is getting pretty a pretty wild conversation now that I'm having, you know. This po- every once in a while, this podcast lifts up to its tagline. No topic is truly taboo. <laughs> but like, you know, good or bad, women know how to push a guy's buttons to do exactly what... I don't know. Like, women know what button to push to make us act a certain way. And, you know, you guys, I mean, it, it, it doesn't ultimately matter because the guy is doing it. So I can be like, oh, she made me do that. You're going to sound stupid, but it is kind of true in a way. Like we turn into fucking monkey brain whenever a woman does something. And again, this goes to the the brilliance. I, I'm just going in circles with this topic. I want to move on eventually. But like that just goes to the brilliance of women and how intuitive they are. That just they can meet a guy and understand them to their core, to their fucking core, like to the point of like they can do the one thing that's going to like say fuck it i'm in love with this girl or they can do the one thing it's like oh my god i'm seeing red i'm so fucking mad or even like sad like i've talked to women about this like every woman you know that's your friend or you know girlfriend or whatever you ask them like about you i want i want this to be a thing i want women to or i want guys to ask women they're friends with or they're in a relationship with or their sisters or whatever Go up to them and be like, do you know, do you have like the one thing that you could say to me that you know will hurt my feelings like to my core? Like, do you have that ready? And most likely they're going to be like, yeah, I know exactly what I could say that will make you lose your fucking mind. I've had women on the podcast that have told me stories of them actually saying those nuclear button fucking phrases that make the guys lose their mind. And like, I've laughed at it because it's like, yeah. If a woman said that shit to me, I would lose my mind. <laughs> so it's like women know a guy's sore spots. And that's because they're just that intuitive. They just know us better than we know them. It's just kind of a fact. Now, what does that have to do with shorty just like me as a phrase? It has something to do with it. I don't know if you guys connect the dots. <laughs> I don't know if you guys connect the dots this whole episode, but. Uh, yeah, there's definitely a, 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 you know, a correlation between all these things. It's all connected. Like the fucking MCU. This is the, the, the EOCU, the Empty Opinion Cinematic Universe. Or the EOU, the Empty Opinions Universe. Which used to be, I think that used to be what I wanted to call, like, the Empty Opinions channel. But I just kept it as Empty Opinions. It's more simple. The EOU does sound, no, it sounds dumb. Okay, let's move on. What's another topic that comes... What's another subtopic that can come out of shorty just like me? Um, 
Oh, yeah. This is a good one. I'm going to do this one, and then I'm going to move on from the shorty just like me. This could be an episode all on its own, to be honest. There's enough topic. There's enough clips I think I could get out that would be funny or that would be interesting that could get me in hot water. It could get me in trouble. But ultimately, I do think this episode has been really entertaining. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that. Um, this is something I've noticed, right? Completely unrelated to Shuddy Just Like Me. Wink, 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 wink. Um, I've noticed, you know, because I've been recently taking a little bit of a sabbatical from social media. Not all the way. I'm still posting. I'm still seeing the things people are posting. I'm still seeing the conversations, the stories, the pictures, whatever. But I've definitely been using social media way less than I have before. And I've been engaging in shit way less than I used to. Meaning, like, I'm not DMing on... I'm not sliding into DMs anymore. I'm not starting off conversations. I'm not thirsting over women on social media. I've been kind of taking a step back. And when you do that, you realize, yo, the best thing a guy can do on social media to get a girl that they like to notice them is nothing at all. Because... The moment I start, I stopped actually doing shit on social media or like trying to interact or trying to get a woman's attention. It's almost like stepping out of them. It's like coming out of the fucking matrix. You're like, what the fuck? Shit is wild on these social media streets. Like the shit that I'm seeing guys do that I used to do that I no longer do. And now I see them do it. It's like, damn, it makes you realize you're not special whatsoever. And trust me, that hurt my ego. My ego is fucking huge. Same how what did fucking get what did uh baby Kim say in that in that Range Brothers song? The the shoes I gotta feel are huge. Like is that a, like a little kid? My ego was huge. <laughs> like it really was. It really still is. Um, but I just no, it still is. But that definitely hurt my ego when I started to realize, damn. There's like hundreds of guys, even maybe thousands of guys constantly DMing the women or interacting with the women, tweeting at the women, texting the women that I'm interested in over social media. Hundreds, if not thousands that are doing the same shit that I used to do. And when you see that, you're like, you're not special. Like, that's what I thought, you know, I told myself, it's like. There's no way you're going to stand out when hundreds of other guys are doing the same shit you're doing, right? When she posts that cute picture and you slide into her DMs, you're not unique. You may think you're unique. In your head, you may be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's other guys that are, like, sliding into her DMs and shit. But nah, bruh, this is me. I'm me, you know? It's different when I do it because, I don't know, whatever the fuck, whatever fucking reason you think. It's different this time because it's me. Nah, bro. It's uh, it's definitely not the same. Or it's not different at all. You're just one in many. You're just a saltine in a fucking can. Is it salt? Oh, my bad. I mean, salt. I mean, saltines also. There's like a hundred of, you know, saltines in those like big ass cans. But the same thing with sardines. You know, you're just one sardine in a pack. Ultimately, yeah, you don't stand out. You will never stand out. It's just too many. Even if you're like incredible, amazing, you will never stand out. The best thing you could do is just nothing at all. And if a woman truly likes you, she's going to reach out to you. You know what I mean? And so that's why that's why you should not really engage with women on social media. Because even if they do like you and they're enga- you're engaging with them, it becomes a thing of like, oh, this is just fun. This is something that CD and I talked about, what, three episodes ago? Um, but he was completely right when he told me this. It's like, whenever a guy is engaging with a girl, even if the girl likes the guy back, it's still just kind of entertainment. Because they just get so much, they get bombarded with attention all day, every day on social media. That it's like, if they like the guy and the guy's interacted with them, they're like, okay, I'm going to have my fun. But ultimately... If they really want you or they really like you, it won't be because you started the conversation. 
it would be because they started the conversation with you. That's what I'm starting to realize with social media, man. It's just not... And this ain't no, like, Kevin Samuels, like, red pill bullshit where, like, high-value men. You're a high-value man. Don't interact with these low-value women. It's not even like that. Kevin Samuels is such a fucking... Well, whatever. Let, I'm going to just let him do what he wants. But I feel like, okay, I'm going on a Kevin Samuels tangent now. Because it's like, Kevin Samuels is just... He's not profound at all. He's saying a lot of the shit that a lot of other people on social media have said. Or, you know, on the internet. Or, you know, content-wise. Or saying. And it kind of goes against the the, so, the the mainstream. So people see it as edgy. It's like, oh my god. Open your eyes. Take the red pill. He's saying something crazy here. But it's like, if you ever hear Kevin Samuels talk for longer than five minutes... You would understand that it's all very shallow shit. It's all very shallow. It just gets attention because it's the, it's not the kind of shallow that you hear typically, right? It's not mainstream shallow. It's like subversive and against the grain shallow, which is like new and like exciting. But if you ever really think about it with your fucking human brain, you will realize, oh, yeah, there's not really much being said here. So anybody who's like a Kevin Samuel super fan or whatever, or like, yo, Kevin Samuel, she's spitting facts, bro. It's like, you're a fucking loser. Really? Like, it's, and I'm not even saying that there are certain things that Kevin Samuels has said that are true, right? Even a broken clock is right twice a day. I think is what the phrase is, right? So there's been times that I hear Kevin Samuel talk and I'm like, yeah, I agree with that. And there's certain times that I was like, yeah, this is fucking dumb. Even And even the times I agree with it, when he elaborates, he sounds like a fucking idiot. So and even then, I'm like, ah, oh, you ruined it. I was on board at first, but not for this reason. I don't know. I don't even know how I went into this Kevin Samuels tangent. But he's like so... He's just, you know, he there's a reason he's successful. Because he tapped into this void of like... It's almost like urban red pill. That's what it feels like. The same way that Jordan Peterson tapped into the like white... Uh, 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 red pill same thing Kevin Samuels is just a black Jordan Peterson I mean and he, he, when I heard his interview in the Joe Budden podcast I was just like oh cause he mentioned here's how I knew that the fucking Kevin Samuels was full of shit and nothing that he was saying made sense it's when he was on the Joe Budden podcast he did the JBP interview and at a certain point he brought up have you guys heard of Jordan Peterson Anytime somebody says, hey, have you heard of Jordan Peterson? I completely shut my brain off. You know, it's like because it's just that thinking. The people who think Jordan Peterson is like profound scare me because I'm like, well, you obviously don't think for yourself, right? You obviously are a disturbed human being <laughs> or just completely disconnected from from reality and you think whatever he's saying is like oh my god it's so brilliant because you've never seen it or heard it or maybe you're just fucking 13 years old and you're like learning about different perspectives i don't know but anytime somebody says hey have you guys heard of jordan peterson completely turns me off i can't take them serious after that like one of my professors brought up jordan peterson not turn off my brain kevin samuels brings up jordan peterson turn off my brain it's like it's the, all that same kind of mentality that I just cannot stand because it's just fake deep. It's just shallow bullshit. That's all it is. Just do the thinking on yourself like, and really think about what these people are saying and you would know what I'm talking about. You would understand, oh, yeah. And it's not saying that you're not going to agree or disagree with these gentlemen. They can be like, Kevin Samuels can say something, right, on a stream and you're like, whoa, I never thought about it that way. And then you think about it and then you listen to, you know, different perspectives. And then you're like, oh, okay, my opinion is now this. And now you got your own opinion and it stemmed from something that Kevin Samuels said. That's totally fine. But don't just blindly or like deftly, which is more ad, like just deftly pay attention to what Kevin Samuels is saying. Because he's not, you know, how did I even end up with a Kevin Samuels uh, tangent? Oh, yeah, I was, I was just talking about, like, standing out on social media to a woman. <laughs> the best thing you could do is nothing at all. 
Just don't do nothing. Just focus on yourself. And if they like you, they will come to you. Do you know what I mean? Because ultimately, here's the thing. This is what's interesting, I guess. And, you know, and this kind of hits home with my anxiety and what and my ego. It's like there's nothing I can do to make a relationship work with a woman. Let's take a let's take a moment to to think about the, what I just said. There's nothing I could do or you could do to make a relationship with a woman happen, because you can like a woman, but ultimately, and this is a thing that a lot of people like Kevin Samuels or just men in general don't want to admit, but it's true. Ultimately, the woman has the power because she has the options. She chooses out of the options, right? It's very rare that there's a guy that has all these options, right? Because even when, let's say you're Drake, right? Even Drake doesn't really have the power in a relationship. Because women are just that, like, they, there's just so many. Because think about it. If there's, like, a woman, let's say you're Drake. You walk into this room. There's all these beautiful women, right? Uh, you think, oh, I'm Drake. She's not going to say no to me. But... You got to realize the way that the a women's brain works. And I've said this before, and I got somewhat of a positive reaction to it from women. So I think I'm going to say it again. Women think like their egos. This is why you can't even. Yeah, this is why you can't even pretend to have the power in a relationship with a woman. You know what I mean? Like you just can't because women in their mind. It could be pick any woman out. They think they're deserving of Drake and better, right? And I'm not saying this is right or wrong. It's just what it is. Like, in their mind, they're like, yeah, I, I deserve to be with Drake, right? I deserve to be with a lot of people. Actually, Drake deserves. Drake should think about if he deserves to be with me. Like, it could be Drake, like literally the biggest rapper in the world. The biggest artist in the world walks in a, into a party and you see a woman and they're still going to treat Drake like any regular guy. So like that status and power money shit it's not going to get you far with women because ultimately they have the power in that way. You could try and, and, you know, us as guys have power in different ways and, you know, the different power dynamics is interesting. But the moment you realize that the woman is the one that has the power and not you. That's when you can live happy <laughs> and just be like, work on yourself and then let them come to you. Let them do, you know, let them choose you. Let them be the one in, in, in power, right? And decide what they want because there's just no guy in the world that can go up to a girl and be like, you're going to be my girlfriend now. And it work if they don't want you back. If they don't want you back, again, you could be Jesus. You could be God. And it wouldn't matter. So all that to say, yeah. Like I said, like I already said a, a couple times already, just don't be a fucking, and now I'm going to sound like Kevin Samuels, don't be a simp on social media, man. Don't be a fucking loser. Just let them choose you, bro. Just work on yourself. And ultimately they will come to you because they will realize one, that you're working on yourself. And also, two, if they really like you, they will realize, okay, let me get them. Also, because, by the way, the best, like I said, the best thing a guy can do on social media to get a woman's attention is nothing at all. Because if you do nothing at all, then that's how you stand out. Because they realize, oh, this is the one guy that's not actually tweeting at me every day. That's not liking all my tweets. That's not retweeting my shit. That's not posting me on his story. It's not commenting on my picture. That's the only way they're going to notice, right? If they like you. If they don't like you, they're not going to notice at all. But if they don't like you, there's something you could do to make them like you in the first place. So this only applies to the women that are interested in you. You know what I mean? Just don't do anything at all and it will just happen. Because, hey guys, newsflash, Kevin Samuels and any other fucking red pill peddler. Women have the power. Just accept it. <laughs> it's very simple, you know, and this is not saying that in a relationship, like once you're in a relationship, you can obviously make your stand, your, your, 
you, your boundaries, you know, set up your boundaries. I don't like this. I do like this. You know what I mean? That's all acceptable. This is not saying cower and just be a bitch, right? Just understand to a certain extent women have most of the power. And then it's just kind of you living your own best life independent of trying to control a woman because that shit doesn't work. You, you have to be a fucking pimp to do that. You want to control a woman? You want to have power over a woman? Be a pimp. You know what I mean? It's like that's that's what I have to say to you guys. It's like it's that simple. Um, man, this episode has been awesome. I have a lot to get off. <laughs> this is what I got. This is why I got to do these monthly solo episodes because the, every month there's just gonna be so many things in my fucking head and this nogging that I just have to spew out. That uh, I can't do with a guest. Because usually with a guest, I go with the flow of the guest and what they have to talk about. And I add my two cents to it. And try to make it a copacetic conversation. Didn't even know I knew that word. But there you go. Copacetic. Is that even the right word? Why should I be wrong? Who cares? But yeah, that's crazy that this all stems from shoddy just like me. Again, I'm telling you. like You guys were like... Why is he explaining what this shuddy just like me phrase means? Why is that the title? What's the significance of this phrase? Well, get off my back. <laughs> get off my back because it, it gave it gave birth to a lot of interesting fucking topics for this episode. Okay, I mean, what the fuck is going on in terms of pop culture? There's a couple of things I wrote down here. Um, in terms of, uh, you know entertainment content that i've consumed there's two things i really want to talk about which is baby keem's the melodic blue in the white lotus the tv show and now baby keem's album but i think i'm gonna save that maybe for the ep show maybe if i have time you can find uh my reviews to those two things maybe this next week on that podcast so subscribe to that podcast the ep show to hear me talk about my favorite things that i've watched and listened to um, so I'm going to get rid of those. This whole debate of dinner with Jay-Z or $500,000. I mean, this is how I'm going to end the episode. I'm going to talk about this in as much in-depthness as I can. And then just keep it moving. Uh, and just end the episode and, and um, play my outro song. But yeah, this was the topic that ever since somebody posted this question back in 2016, I guess comes up every couple years every year i think on a dot i think might be it might be like a yearly conversation that comes up exactly around the same time i don't know why i don't know who's the person that brings forth this question every year but you can always hear this question every year but the question is would you rather have dinner with jay-z or five hundred thousand dollars Obviously, I think the, the 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 clowned upon answer is if you say dinner with Jay Z, because people think you're being fake woke or fake like deep or like, oh, you know, like, like that's the cool answer. If you say dinner with Jay Z, as opposed to just take the fucking five hundred thousand dollars, motherfucker. You know what I mean? That's like half a million. You need that shit. You can even order. On DoorDash without being like, oh, no, that's too expensive. Take the 500K. That's what the internet was saying on social media. And I kind of agree with that. But I was a little bit conflicted. But I was conflicted. <laughs> what's the <laughs> uh, what's the, the, the uh, Kendrick Lamar's uh, <laughs> poetry line? I remember I was conflicted. Because when I heard this, I'm like, yeah, 500K is obviously the, 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 the logical answer here. But my answer to this question was just, I would actually want to have dinner with Jay-Z. Yeah, this deserves this. <laughs> it definitely deserves. Uh, <laughs> I know it's a crazy answer yet again. Another crazy controversial answer or opinion to give out. But the reason I would choose dinner with Jay-Z, it, it kind of all goes back to my ego. Because I honestly do think... If I met with Jay-Z, I would have a great conversation with him. And I think he would see what a lot of people see in me, what I see in myself. 
which is that I I think I'm gonna have I'm I'm saying I think because I want to come off humbler. I don't want to come off like a fucking douchebag, like a really narcissistic person. But I honestly do believe that I will have a really big career. I think I'm going to be a very big personality. I think I'm really going to be a legend in my field, in my chosen field, which is right now podcasting, YouTube content, that kind of stuff. Um, So, and I think with me and with everything I'm doing, the reason I don't lose faith, the reason I keep posting on my fucking videos, all these podcasts and getting not that many views is because I know it's all about being consistent because at a certain point, somebody's going to see what I'm doing and realize, oh shit, this is like high quality shit. The same way I see that in myself, in my content, same way a lot of people see the content I'm putting out and be like, yo, your shit is great. Your shit is awesome. It's underrated. That's why I keep doing it because I know my shit is great. So, you know, I know it's all about the eyes that I get on this shit. And then based on whoever sees the content that I'm making, they're going to, you know, they're going to give me the opportunities. Doors are going to open where like I can take my shit to the next level. So for me, it's all about who sees my shit. So I'll just continue doing it until I'm fucking 100 years old. You know what I mean? Like if, cause if I never stop doing it, then there's always a chance. It's the same way I see when you invest in something. Like I remember I invested into AMC, right? Right. Be, like, um, like right around when people were saying AMC is going to be the next GameStop, you better jump in that shit. And I put $50 on that. And I said, yeah, baby to the moon. And then the next fucking day just completely fucking dropped, lost like $40. Now I only have $10 in the stock two stocks I had and I was like ah shit I lost my money but then I was like wait a second you haven't lost your money because you haven't taken the money out (laughs) that was my logic with the stocks I was just like as long as you don't take it out you haven't lost any money And, and that's truly my perspective on that and so I just kept it in I never took it out because I'm like the moment you take it out you for sure lost the money so I just kept it in and sure enough, this stock went right back up and I'm at doubled my $50. It went up to 100 So all that to say, that's kind of a microcosm of what I think my career is going to be. Right now, I put all my, I'm all in on this podcasting content shit. Um, and I'm losing money. I'm actively at a loss. I'm actively in the red doing this podcast and doing all the shit that I do because I'm putting a lot of money into the equipment, monthly fees, right? Podcasting fees, website fees, um, like uh, software fees. It's like, there's a lot of shit. I'll pay a lot of money to keep everything that I do for, you know, looking as good as it does. I'm, I'm, I'm blessed that I'm able to afford how much fucking money I'm wasting. And it's not a waste it's an investment. But all the money that I'm actively losing every week, every month, or actively not making a profit on every month, because I know eventually it's going to turn from red to black, similar to the GameStop. It, but the moment I stop, right, let's say tomorrow I'm like, all right, I'm not doing this fucking podcast anymore. I, it's over. I don't want to do it anymore. Fuck all this shit. I'm going to make a, I'm going to get a lawyer job. Then I'm going to do that. All this money that I've been spending on everything to make everything look as good as possible would have been completely lost. Same way if I would have taken money out of the uh, AMC stock, I would have actually lost it. But I kept it in and I doubled my shit. That's exactly what's going to happen with everything that I'm doing. I'm going to keep doing it until the profits double. So all that to say, yeah, how does that even have to do with like dinner with Jay-Z? perfectly does because i think for me it's all about who i'm meeting you know what i mean it, who's and based on the people i meet that's gonna open up the doors like 500k is 500k it's a lot of money and i would not judge anybody for taking 500k that's actually the smart thing to do but to me i don't give a fuck about money money is i, I don't give a fuck about money for whatever reason i've been blessed enough where like money comes to me and i'm able to get it without struggling too much. And even when I'm struggling, I don't struggle as much as other people. I'm blessed to be that that way. That's like truly a blessing. 
So just all my life, I've had this view of money of like, whatever. Like, I don't, I truly do not give a fuck about money. Because money is so like easy to get and lose and get back and lose and get back and lose. It's just like, it's, you know, it's expendable at a certain point to me, money. Um, But at dinner with Jay-Z, like meeting Jay-Z, Jay-Z being aware of who I am. It's not about the knowledge. There's no amount of knowledge that Jay-Z could teach me that will be worth $500,000. Truly, there wouldn't be. But it's about Jay-Z actually knowing who I am. And also, I guess a little bit of ego, but also Jay-Z seeing what I see in myself, which is a star, right? You also got to think about your ability to perform at a certain point, right? Like, I'm confident that I could have a great conversation with Jay-Z. They'll be like, oh, this kid, you know, he has a bright future ahead of him. Like, I'm fucking 1,000% sure that could happen. But some of you saying that you would rather take the dinner with Jay-Z shouldn't because you're just not interesting. <laughs> you're just not interesting, man. It's like, yeah, you can meet Jay-Z, but even you know you wouldn't be able to hold the conversation because you're just not like that. And I think, you know, self-awareness is a big reason why so many people are saying dinner with Jay-Z because they think, I don't know, they think they're more interesting than they actually are or that they offer more than they they truly have to offer. I don't know. But I feel like a lot of people saying they would have dinner with Jay-Z failed to realize that Jay-Z would, he, would hate talking to you. <laughs> Jay-Z would absolutely despise talking to you. So in that regard, yeah, like the title account set, take the $500,000. You know what I mean? But yeah. That's a perfect way to end this episode. Holy shit. This was one of my favorite solo episodes I've ever done. I just had a lot to say. And I was hungry. So I didn't have as much energy as I could have. Or maybe maybe I performed better because I didn't eat. Because if I was full, then I wouldn't have as much energy. I would be like bloated because my diet is just horrible. Like I was thinking of going to IHOP, I think. <laughs> if I would have ate IHOP and then came back here, <laughs> this episode would have been awful. So, you know, I'm glad I did this um, before I ate because, you know what? I perform better when I'm hungry. I got the hunger, baby. All right. The way we're going to end this episode is by saying thank you guys so much for listening to episode 138 of the MTP Podcast with your host, Eladi Polanco. And now we're going to play the outro song for this episode, which is going to be my favorite song of Baby Keem's The Melodic Blue. Also, the last song of the Melodic Blue, so makes sense. Outro to his album, outro to this podcast, and both of them are, like, polarizing, but will age better and also are really good in the moment. Damn. Why did I just compare this podcast to the Baby Keem album? This episode specifically. Because that shit is that good! All right. That's how we're going to end this episode, by listening to Baby Keem 16, the song is called, which is such a cool song because it's, it's kind of like... um. Like a pop song a little bit. It's interesting. Um, but yeah, that's how we're going to end this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. And I'm going to catch you guys next week, hopefully with a guest. I'm just going to buy this thing alone. Love this song. You never had him Don't tell nobody That you was abandoned I'm the only one That know about your tragedy I can't feel sorry When you lost random I can't feel sorry Your love's ransom Drown yourself In a space of fabrics I think you picked up A lot of bad habits Just appreciate yourself Won't you think about you and I Just grab my hand And look me in the eye Look, this ain't something You should've said This ain't something That you should've said Won't you think about you and I Just grab my hand and look me in the eye Look, this ain't something you should decide This ain't something that you should decide Born in the States, tell nobody that you never had it Don't tell nobody that you wasn't banded I'm the only one that know about your tragedy I can't feel sorry cause your trust ran deep. I can't feel sorry your love's ransom Drown yourself in a space of fabrics I think you picked up a lot of bad habits 
appreciate yourself Won't you think about you and I Just grab my hand and look me in the eyes Look, this ain't something you should decide This ain't something that you should decide Won't you think about you and I Just grab my hand and look me in the eyes Look, this ain't something you should decide This ain't something that you should decide my mama mad at me, I know I fucked up big My girl mad at me, I know I fucked up big What's love? I guess I'll never understand Every time I say I saw we, I do that shit again Check, 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 I made a promise That I would never leave you stressed, I would be honest I should've never sent that text, I would be honest I'm sorry for the things I said, I would be honest Won't you think about you and I Just grab my hand and look me in the eye Look, this ain't something you should've said This ain't something that you should've said you think about you and I Just grab my hand and look me in the eye But this ain't something you should decide This ain't something that you should decide Wow, beautiful song Love that song And if you're listening to this Hit me up